you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. And now, Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. Yo, what's going on, everybody? DJ is not in the house today. <laughs> I thought about that. He this is not here. came up, No. 14-hour no. flight back from London uh, after doing the game with the Chargers in a uh, big-time win uh, across the pond uh, there uh, over the Titans. He is uh, bailing on us today. So, Rhett Lewis in for DJ along with my man Bucky Brooks. What's going, what's going on, Buck? Oh, man, just a crazy weekend. Like, these NFL games are bananas. Like, you just never know. Everything you <laughs> think you can count on, and, and then one week it's like, what? Justin Tucker missed an extra point? That, um, unbelievable. Why do they – it's like, for a while, I was like, why do they even kick extra points over there? I mean, it's like, it's just a given. Uh, I guess not, and that's that's why we play the games, right? So here we are with our 10 Takeaway Podcast. Uh, excited to get this thing rolling here. Um, you know what, Bucky? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and take you through my first takeaway, um, which is now finding the – Defending Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles, three and four. And so, Buck, Philly just isn't special yet. Wentz back. He's looking. He is hit. The football comes loose. Scramble for the ball. And it is recovered by Carolina, and the game is over. He held it too long. Wentz held the ball too long. And as well as he has played the three quarters in this last minute or so he made several critical mistakes Carson did play pretty well in this game it was 30 of 37 over 300 a couple of touchdown passes but something isn't right one they're not scoring mm -hmm. they are the 20th rank they were the 20th rank scoring offense coming in and by the way Bucky the Eagles have not blown a bigger fourth quarter lead since 1985 in fact the last time that a team in the NFL blew a 17-point fourth-quarter lead at home, the Eagles were actually on the opposite side of it. They beat the Giants back, uh, oh gosh, uh, almost a decade ago, in 2008, I want to say. So they, they have a 17 nothing on the Panthers. Panthers score 21 unanswered points. They go The Panthers go 11 plays for 80 yards. 
Seven plays for 87, 10 for 69, and they get the win. All of it in the fourth quarter. There's something about the Eagles right now. One, they don't have no running game. That, Zero running game. That's been a big deal. The, the Philadelphia Eagles do not have the running game. They don't have the ability to control the game. And as much as the league has kind of gone to this pass-happy premise where everyone is throwing the ball all over the yard, the running game gives a yeah. team the ability to control the game, to kind of salt it away. So no matter what you have at quarterback, you have to be able to grind it out at certain parts of the game. And right now the Philadelphia Eagles can't do that, and they also can't protect their defense by running it out because right. the more times their defense trots onto the field, the odds go up that they're going to give up a play because right now in the back end, they're just not doing a good enough job of getting off the field. You know, and I said Philly just isn't special. Make it a play on the Philly special. Look, it's of not course. about trick plays, but they're – there's some. There's no magic yet with this team. No, they may find it. They might. They they might, but it's but not it's there right now. It's, it's it's tough to go back to back. It's tough to be the champion. It's tough to get everyone's uh, best shot each and every week. You have to have a level of resiliency uh, to be able to do that. And to be honest, to be a champion, there's a little luck involved. And they haven't been uh, besieged by injuries and the like. But yeah. to get everything going, to find your mojo, you still have to remember that Carson is coming back from an ACL that. I mean, he's not even a, a, a full year recovered right, right. from. And so he's not going to be able to do all the things that he did last year when he was the MVP, uh, when he was the MVP front runner. So they have to figure out a way to kind of get it done. It's going to be tough for them. Yeah, no, no question. And credit to the Panthers. I mean, that was a phenomenal fourth quarter. They scored 21 answer going to win the thing, and they are uh, very much in the hunt in the NFC South. Absolutely. Uh, the team that the Philadelphia Eagles play in London next week, the Jacksonville Jaguars are struggling a little bit, and part of the reason is the Jaguars have lost their identity. Hopkins short side right, Deshaun gets the snap, throws right side. He has Nuke, touchdown Houston! DeAndre Hopkins with the TD reception, off the arm of Deshaun Watson. Ramsey looking around for answers, but there are no answers. You just got beat inside. <laughs> I mean, no answer. Look, this is a team that we were celebrating as a, a, a team that we thought would be the representative in the AFC, maybe in the Super Bowl. A team that had a big win against the New England Patriots early in the year. A team that their defense has been their calling card. And the combination of the defense and the running game, that has been the Jaguars' identity as they kind of risen to prominence the last couple of years. But right now, when I look at this team, this team is nowhere close to the team that I thought that they would be. Uh, they can run the ball, and part of that is Leonard Fournette has been out, and then they made the trade for Carlos Hyde. He didn't play, but I'm looking right now. T.J. Yeldon, 28 yeah. yards on 12 carries. Blake Bortles had 30 yards on six carries. He eventually gets pulled because he had two turnovers. Um, he threw the ball 61 times. I mean. They threw the ball 61 times. I mean, yeah, it's – I mean, it's just like this team is this team is this team is, is is not what we thought. And if you listen to Doug Marone in the postgame presser, he talked about we can't turn the ball over. We're turning the ball over too much until we can find players that can understand the importance of ball security. And he's right. More games are lost than one in the National Football League. Turnover ratio is the biggest difference. And right now the Jaguars can't play to the style that they need to play with. It's a physical run game, a punishing defense, and then just winning the field position battle because they're giving the ball away to the other team in favorable position. Yeah, uh, I had the wrong box score up. They threw it 40, right. 42 times. Still but still, they, they've lost their identity. They can't run the football. And and I'm just going to say this about the Houston Texans who have now won four straight after starting 0-3. If Deshaun Watson gets healthy, 
watch out. Oh, off the bus. I mean, he had to take yeah. the bus. He took the bus. <laughs> he took the bus from Houston to Jacksonville. It's unbelievable. It, it, it is. But but I'm telling you what, you know, and for one reason, uh, Clowney coming. I mean, he – Oh, I mean, and, and when you look at the Texans, like I now can go back. Like my Super Bowl prediction was the Houston Texans and the Atlanta Falcons. I kind of was – I wouldn't be feeling was, too bad about it. I was quiet about the Texans part right. of early. But now they're coming back. And part of the reason you're excited about the Texans, their defense. Defensively yep. with Jadavian Clowney, J.J. Watt, uh, Merciless, some of the guys that they have. Uh, Tyron Matthew showed up and made plays. You thought that defensively they would be able to keep the score down, and then offensively, if they could find their way, they'd be able to do it. A 100-yard game from Lamar Miller That's is big. big because they have not been able to run the ball. The run game sets up the play action and the deep shots, and even though Deshaun Watson only had 139 passing yards, it was enough to get it done. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If he gets healthy, man, this team, this team can make a run. All right, we mentioned DJ is in London or was in London coming back from the Chargers-Titans game. I'm going to tell you this right now, Bucky. Don't at me on this. <laughs> Phillip Rivers should be the front runner for the MVP. On the sweep, here comes Lewis going to the left. Mariota looking to the back of the end zone, tipped up in the air, incomplete. And the Chargers will win the game. 31 seconds left in the contest. The defense comes up biggest in the game's biggest moment. And Phillip Rivers high-fiving his defense and encouraging them to get off the field. All right, in fairness, uh, I created that headline before Patrick Mahomes threw his 22nd touchdown. <laughs> That's all right. All right. That's okay. <laughs> but I'll, I'll tell you this. Uh, Phillip Rivers has the highest passer rating in the NFL right now, 117, even higher than Patrick Mahomes. He's got, what, 17 touchdowns. And I feel like at least half of them have come over 50 yards. They are a chunk play, explosive play offense. And, and the other thing that sold Rivers to me from Sunday was the fact that Melvin Gordon was out. When yes. they needed Phillip at his best, he was there. 19-26, 306, and two touchdowns in London in the victory over the Titans. You know, this is by far right now Phillip Rivers playing his best football of his career. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's been terrific. I mean, the, the shot that they took at the beginning of the game, hitting Tyrell Williams over the top of the defense. Uh, Phillip Rivers has done a really good job. He's always been the gunslinger. Yep. He has always pretty much done a good job of kind of taking care of the ball, but this year he's really been really good. And Ditched three interceptions, that's it. Kind of, kind of doing the balancing act between being a, a risk taker but also being careful with the football. They have weapons galore. And even though you don't have a Melvin Gordon, they were able to kind of run the ball and kind of control and do some things that you want to do. And then defensively, they can get after the pass. And when they get Joey Bosa back. back with Derwin James and Melvin Ingram and some of the weapons that they have on that side of the ball, Denzel Perryman, this defense – is going to be pretty good, and I think they have a versatile style that will allow them to play in any kind of contest, whether it's a shootout, whether it's a grinded-out affair. The L.A. Chargers are built to be a team that can go far in the postseason. Only two losses coming to the Chiefs and to the Rams. That's a 5-2 and two record I feel pretty good about heading into my body. I mean, you have to feel good about that. <laughs> and for the Chargers, this is different because they've always had to kind of dig themselves out of a hole going down the stretch. Right now, they're sitting in a good position where they may have an opportunity to put themselves in position to win a division, get a home yeah. playoff game, and who knows what happens after that. No question about it. All right, so we are through three of ten takeaways here on uh, the 10 Takeaway Podcast. Uh, Bucky, you are up with number four. Hey, look, I laughed at Adrian Peterson back in the day, <laughs> but Adrian Peterson still has the juice. Three seconds to go, a 52-yard attempt by Maher to tie it up. We are set. Snap the spot. Kick is on the way, and it yeah! hits the upright. 
no good. Redskins win. Redskins win. 2017. So Uh-oh. such an unbelievable game. Yeah. Uh, the Washington Redskins are, are, are a funny team to watch because they were embarrassed by New Orleans, and so you wondered how they would come back, and then they won the last two games. And when you look at the way this team is playing, it's not fancy. It's kind of a no-nonsense style. They are running the ball on offense. Bill Callahan has done a really good job with the offensive line. But Adrian Peterson, Adrian Peterson has given them an identity because he is a pounder. He can grind it out. 24 carries, 99 yards. You wish he had another 100-yard game. Mm -hmm. But his ability to kind of be the focal point of the offense has allowed Alex Smith to be comfortable, to not have to play the starring role on offense. And they are getting enough from the offense to complement a defense that is playing really, really well. Yeah, no question about it. Uh, Alex Smith, just 178 yards passing. I mean – Capri Bibbs was their leading receiver. How about Four that? catches, 43 yards. I, I still think the Redskins are a Tier 2 team to me. They're not yet in that in that upper echelon. But, man, that might be all it takes to win the NFC East this year. It might be all it takes because you can run the football and you can play good defense. Um, it appears that they've corrected some of the issues that were hurting them in the back end. Josh Norman, in particular, has played better the last couple yeah. weeks. Um, but this team, I said it when Adrian Peterson went there and we watched him in the preseason. He had that preseason game. I said, man, it kind of reminds me of John Riggins uh, back in the day, like 1983, when John Riggins comes over, kind of gives them that that presence as an older running back. And some of the stuff that we're seeing from Adrian Peterson, you're not supposed to see from an aging running back, but he has been solid. He's been effective. He's been He's been tough for them. He has been everything that they could have hoped for when they made the sign at the last minute. And we wondered how long it would last, right? He had a, he had a really good week one, and then you yeah, know, you're like, oh, he'll yeah. come back. Yeah, but he he this is been, week seven. Yeah, he's been he's been solid, and as long as he is able to kind of give them just that solid punch in the ground game, don't expect him to be the leading rusher. Don't expect him to be a guy that's in the top five in rushing yards. But if he can give them a steady presence, it'll open up some things in the passing game. Takeaway number five uh, for me here, Bucky, talking about the only undefeated team in the NFL, the Rams will continue to deliver. Here's the snap, first and goal, Todd goes in, touchdown Todd Gurley, touchdown LA, his second of week seven, and with 6.04 to go in the third, it's 31-7 Los Angeles, and they're on their way to 7-0. and All right, look, their last three opponents – you know, we're probably not going to be talking about them in January. <laughs> Seahawks, Broncos, 49ers. But, Buck, those were three road wins in a row at Seattle, at Denver. They're not easy places to play either. All right, look, the 49ers are hurting, obviously. And, they, and the Rams take care of business. They do not fall for the trap game. If you you got the biggest stretch of their schedule coming up right now mm-hmm. against the Packers in Week 8, against the Saints in Week 9. But here's the thing. Injuries or road games doesn't matter. No Cooper Cup yesterday for the Rams, and they still they still find ways to win. Jared Goff can throw for 200, or he can throw for 400, yep. and they still win. Todd Gurley can run for 63, as he did on Sunday, or 263, as he, as he did a couple of weeks ago, and they still win. The defense can give up 30, and they still win. The defense can hold, them, hold the 49ers to just 10. It doesn't matter. The Rams continue to deliver. That versatility, the balance, uh, the efficiency – being able to run it and throw it, 
it makes him a very, very tough out. And when you think about the way this team is constructed, Tom, Todd Gurley is the focal point of this offense. Jerry Goff can also step up and be yeah. uh, a guy that leads it. And when you think about it, like, it's so easy to, to kind of fall in love with the flash and dash and all the, the trickery and the gadgets and the things that Sean McVay does to kind of throw you off. But at, the, at their root, the Rams are a smash-mouth team. They throw the ball off play action, and they get chunk plays because the running game sets it all up. Uh, they're just a tough, tough team. And as that defense rounds into form, we saw Aaron Donald have four sacks. Um, the Rams are everything that we thought that they would be. And yeah. it's going to be tough for teams to deal with them in the NFC. You know, I was getting really excited for them to, you know, come up here and, uh, and take on the Packers, you know, next week, take on the Saints. You know, but only if they were still delivering in the games leading up to it, and they did. They, they, they don't fall. They don't play down the competition. They are, in fact, a uh, the real deal in the NFC right now, and they got a big stretch coming up. Okay, G Suite is a suite of cloud-based productivity tools that includes Gmail, Docs, Slides, Sheets, and Drive. These tools improve your work life, both in terms of your experience and the outputs you create. Hence their new campaign, Make It with G Suite. You know, when you have 20 identical versions of a document labeled final and no clue which is the latest, so you make another version and name that one final final, right? Well, with G Suite by Google Cloud, a range of work apps like Gmail, Docs, and Slides let you make real-time updates to the same document without having to keep track of version after version of a project. And since all the tools are cloud-based, your whole team can access the same document and work on the same page at the same time. To find out more about G Suite's productivity tools, visit gsuite.com. That's gsuite.com. Make it with G Suite by Google Cloud. Goes out of the shotgun here on... Third and goal from the one-yard line. Three receivers go to the right. Luck throws that way. Picks up with a receiver. Touchdown, T.Y. Hilton. Touchdown, Colts. His second of the day. And the Colts now lead it 30-5. to five. Um, Unbelievable. <laughs> the Indianapolis Colts are, look, they're sitting at 2-5, and, and they probably won't make a, a, a late run at the postseason. But here's what you have to be excited about if you're an Indianapolis Colts fan. Andrew Luck is back. Andrew Luck is back playing at a high level. He's he's efficient. He's not playing at the all-time high level that we expect to see him. But you know who's right behind Pat Mahomes in terms of touchdown passes? Andrew Luck, man. Andrew Luck has 20. 20 touchdown passes. He has eight interceptions. He has done a really good job of getting the ball to, I mean, I can't even say the playmakers, but whoever's <laughs> being thrown out there. Eric Ebron has been effective for him. But Andrew Luck has really been able to lift the cast of characters and kind of make them very, very competitive as he continues to kind of rehab and recover from being out for maybe 18 months with the shoulder injury. We're beginning to see Andrew Luck show signs of being the old player that we fell in love with. You know what was a great sight for sore eyes there for Indianapolis? Marlon Mack, 126 yards on 19 carries. That is the big thing. Big thing. Marlon Mack giving him some balance. Uh, being able to have 126 in the draft process, I was a big fan of Marlon Mack. Same. I thought he was a guy who could run in between the tackles, could also catch the ball out the backfield. That 126 is significant, but it's not only that. It's the other runs. Yeah. Naheem Hines giving him 47. Jordan Wilkins giving him another 46. Man, if you can run for over 200 yards in the National Football League, you always have a chance of winning games. Andrew Luck with four touchdown passes to complement that. And then their defense bottling it up. They bottled up Derek Anderson, who was coming right off the couch to starting. 
Yeah. Uh, good mix. Good win for them. They have to feel good about being back on track in Indianapolis. Yeah, no question. Uh, I mean, for the Colts, who had the biggest imbalance in offensive play selection, 70% passes, 30% runs coming into the game, and they have more rushing yards than passing <laughs> uh, in week seven. That's pretty impressive. Okay, let's move to number seven, where I'm telling you, Buck, with Kirk Cousins, the Vikings are going from good to great. Cousins takes the snap, Jets blitz, it's picked up, Cousins firing for Aldrich Robinson in the end zone, and it's caught! Touchdown! Aldrich Robinson! They don't use him much, but when they do, it generally results in a touchdown. And I'll say this, this was not Kirk Cousins' best game, uh, but they still put up 37 points, they win on the road against the Jets, and so... This was a team, you know, where we were like for, you know, three or four weeks here at the beginning of the season. Man, the defense isn't playing as well as they did a year ago. They have zero run game. They didn't have a rushing touchdown until week six, right? But now the run game's rolling. Latav- and then in without Dalvin Cook, yep. Latavius Murray is like, I mean, he looked like he did a year ago. Their defense comes up with four takeaways. And now you begin to see some of the things that Kirk Cousins can do to further propel this team beyond what they were a year ago. According to our pals over at NextGen Stats, both of Cousins' touchdown passes had a less than 30% probability of completion, which means very little separation between wide receiver and DB, and these balls traveled nearly 50 yards in the air, each one. The touchdown to Adam Thielen to begin, and then the touchdown to uh, to Aldrick Robinson there to kind of pad the lead. So that, uh, that makes me feel pretty good if I'm a Vikings fan. He is... He's had a career best right now in completion percentage and passing yards per game, touchdowns per game, and passer rating. And if he continues to do it in big spots, this Vikings team will be a force to be reckoned with at the end of the season. Absolutely. Um, the Vikings are a, a funny team because when we looked at them in the offseason, there were some people that were in the Case Keenum camp. He played so well for them. But you always got the sense in Minnesota that Mike Zimmer and his coaching staff wanted more, which is why they never fully got behind Case Keenum as the starter. That's why they never really publicly endorsed him as the guy. And Kirk Cousins, they're hoping to get an upgrade, a guy that can consistently deliver high level of performance in the passing game. And I can say that he is outperformed Case Keenum, and he's going to continue to do that because he understands how they get their weapons involved. And the guy who's been the big, biggest beneficiary, Adam Thielen, hmm. seven straight 100-yard games, undrafted free agent who has emerged as one of the best wide receivers in all of football. And I know um, you look and people are like, oh, man, where did he come from? How how's, He is a really, really polished route runner he does a great job of creating separation there's not a route in the book that he can't run he can go past you can do all the intermediate dirty work stuff and he can put the ball in the paint the combination of Adam Thielen and Stefan Diggs mixed in with Kirk Cousins this offense is tough to deal with and if they can just fix the running game where they can get a balance where they can just make you have to defend the run it's going to, you have a tough time dealing with this offense because the defense is lights out. And unlike last year, Dalvin Cook will be back. You know, he's dealing with, I believe, a hamstring injury at this point, but he will be back, and in, in perhaps next week for the Vikings. So, you know, this could be even better, and you begin to get that one-two punch uh, out of the backfield like they had a year ago. All right, we're through seven takeaways here on the Move the Sticks 10 Takeaway Podcast. Buck, you're up number eight. Josh Gordon is the Patriots' X-Factor. The snap to Trubisky. He's pressured by Claiborne. He starts to roll to his left. He pulls up. He heaves one deep to the end zone. That ball sailing toward the goal line. It's caught by White. White is caught and wrapped up short of the goal line. And the Patriots are going to win, but that close 
to a Hail Mary and an answered prayer for Chicago. We just go home. Let's get on the Woo. bus and go home. Get the heck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was tough, but they got the dub. Yeah, they did. They got the win. And the big thing that comes out of this game, we everyone kind of speculated that Josh Gordon would be a big part of this this. Patriots offensive makeover that he would emerge if he could pick up the system if he could just be compliant with the way they do things in New England that he could give them something that they hadn't had since Randy Moss we're now we're beginning to see it a game without Rob Gronkowski Josh Gordon leads the Patriots in receiving four receptions 100 yards had seven targets but man 25 yards a catch being able to be the big factor and even though he's not the vintage Josh Gordon that we've um, kind of talked about sure. since 2013 2014 he is still a big factor gives them a big body playmaker on the outside who you have to defend he makes life easy for everyone else because when i look at the rest of the numbers chris hogan six for 63 james white eight for 57 julian Edelman five for 36 what josh gordon does is he allows everyone to play the roles that they're comfortable with he becomes the number one receiver and everyone else falls in line yeah, absolutely. And the one thing to kind of follow out of this game, uh, a bittersweet one, I guess, if you will, for the Patriots is Sony Michelle carted off the field yeah, uh, with a, a knee look. injury. And there's still a little bit of mystery here on a Monday morning about exactly how serious that injury is. But there is no question what impact he had on this team in the last three weeks uh, coming into this game. And even on that first drive, we saw a couple of big runs, yes. a screen pass. So now the burden falls to Kenyon Bar- Barner, and James White, and we know James White can answer the bell. James White can answer the bell, but it changes stylistically how exactly. the Patriots would want to go about playing. James White is the guy that is really their screen pass catcher, their option route runner. He can run, but the best thing that he does is really kind of pick you apart on these check downs and things out of the backfield. Uh, without Sonny Michelle, it just changes the way that they play, but make no mistake about it. They'll continue to be productive. It just means there'll probably be a little more spread than smash mouth ball that they were doing under Sonny Michelle. For takeaway number nine, Bucky, I'm telling you what, the Saints' resolve in their comeback win is their most impressive quality. Tucker is the kicker. Sam Cook is the holder. Morgan Cox, the long snapper for the Ravens. Snap is down and the kick is up. And it is no good. The kick is no good. Justin Tucker misses the extra point. 24 seconds left, and the Saints up 24 to 23. He missed it. Unbelievable. Okay, their resolve and a little bit of luck, their most (laughs) impressive quality, because that's what it takes for Justin Tucker to miss an extra point. It's just flat-out unlucky. He does not miss. But here's what I like about what New Orleans was able to do. This was not their most explosive affair, and this is one of the league's most explosive offenses. They're aver- they averaged just 4.8 yards per play in this in this game. The Ravens had a more explosive offense in this game, and I can't, I can't tell you, Bucky, the last time I remember that the Saints did not have a skill position player with over 100 individual scrimmage yards. Didn't happen in this game, which means they had to grind it out. Yes, And so their resolve in coming back from a 17-7 fourth-quarter deficit to win this game, defense on that last Ravens offensive drive notwithstanding, their resolve will end up being their most impressive and their most enduring quality in this season, something that will serve them late regular season and into the playoffs. Absolutely. The way that they won this game is the way that you have to win games in the playoffs. And 
Uh, part of the reason the Saints have been a team that has always kind of been in NFC contention is because their offense has been so high-powered. They've been able to just light up scoreboards all over the league. Uh, and Drew Brees has been the catalyst. But now what we're seeing in the last two years, we've seen their ability to run it out, to be balanced, to lean on a variety of different playmakers to make small contributions. Uh, that says something about the depth of the talent that they have on the offense side of the ball. But in the game against the Baltimore Ravens, the top, the top ring defense in football, they had to kind of lean on that grit, that determination, and to lean on everybody. It wasn't a flashy performance, but it was a knockdown dragout affair that allowed them to kind of display a different set yeah. of muscles. Yeah. And so you have to feel impressed about it. I think the big thing is that opening drive when they took 20 plays, even though they didn't score, Sean Payton was aggressive. He took the fight to the Baltimore Ravens, and I think he set the tone with that. I, I agree. And, uh, you know, for all the majesty and another milestone for Drew Brees and, and all the flair of uh, Alvin Kamara, Mark Ingram duo, which hasn't even really hit its stride yet. I mean, this is only his second game back for Ingram. You know, when, when that stuff comes together and then they can be like, you know what, if we get in the dogfight, we can win these things. Embrace the hype has been the, the mantra all season long for the Saints because obviously they were one of the most hyped teams coming in. I, I think that's how you embrace the hype as you fall back on your grit. All right, take us home here, Bucky. Takeaway number 10. The Lions have found a new dimension to their offense. Stafford once again. In behind center, eye formation. It's Ballor in front of LeGarrette Blunt. Blunt's got it. Blunt finds a hole. Blunt to the end zone. Touchdown, Detroit Lions. That's just terrific blocking up front that time. LeGarrette looked up. There was a hole to the end zone, and he found it. Now, we never would have <laughs> kind of fancied the Detroit Lions being a smash. What? A smash mouth football team. But Matt Patricia is slowly morphing the Lions into a hard-hitting team that leans on the running game to complement the pass. Matt Stafford had a terrific game, 18 for 22, 217, two touchdowns. But when I look at this game, and I was watching it back last night, Karrion Johnson and LeGarrette Blunt combined for over 200 rushing yards on 29 carries. Karrion Johnson had 158 on 19 by himself. <laughs> he has been a much-needed add to this offense his toughness, his versatility, his physicality, his ability to run in between the tackles has added some punch to the Lions and has taken some pressure off of Matthew Stafford. And the Lions are better when Stafford doesn't have to do all of the heavy lifting. I like what I'm seeing in the Detroit Lions when they're leaning on this run game. These two guys combining for almost 30 carries, that right there is a recipe that can give them uh, the, the opportunity to have success in the coming weeks, and also if they get into the postseason. Bucky, 248 rushing yards. I'm going to tell you right now, the last time they had anywhere near that, 1997. Unbelievable. Barry Sanders. Had to be Barry. I mean, this is this is as impressive an offensive performance because of the run game as I've seen from the Lions in a long time. I mean, we know they can light up the scoreboard and light up the uh, the stat sheet with the, with the passing yards, but – Man, carry on Johnson, and I mean, and how about a healthy yards per carry average here? Over five yards a pop. Uh, this this makes them, you know, you know, we can't count them out in the NFC North. Oh no, especially with the Bears losing and, and the Packers with a pretty tough schedule coming up. Uh, they they've got an opportunity here. So that uh, yeah, yeah, you, got, you have to like you have to like if yeah. you're a Lions fan, you have to Travels. like it. There's a lot of conversation about Matt Patricia and his methods. Would would the team buy in? But right now, with the W's coming, I think people are more apt yep. to believe. Two in a row for the Lions, and they will they will welcome the Seattle Seahawks to Detroit in Week 8. So that does it here for us. Ten takeaways on the Move the Sticks podcast. Of course, you can uh, 
Check out all of the Move the Sticks content, nfl.com slash MTS video or youtube.com slash NFL, Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app. Hey, come check out NFL Network at 3 o'clock Eastern time today. No DJ on the aftermath, but I will be there. We'll see you. Thanks for downloading Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. For more, go to nfl.com slash podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.